Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Coast and floorboards and shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project because we are here to help. Home improvement, home repair, home decor. We're going to help you get that project done. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Whether or not you are a do-it-yourselfer or a direct-it-yourselfer, we will make sure that you don't become a do-it-to-yourselfer by doing something really silly very embarrassing, potentially dangerous, and making sure that your project just doesn't come out right at all. We can avoid all of that stress, all of that hassle, all of that drama if you just pick up the phone and call us at one eight 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 Money Pit. We've got a great show planned for you this hour. We're going to talk about structural issues first off. You know, um, it's often feast or famine in the summer months. Either we get uh, no rainfall or we get a tremendous amount. And when you get a lot, the deluge, well, that's what causes the structural issues to surface because that water gets in under your foundation and can really cause some mischief. We're going to tell you what to look for to make sure your house is safe in just a bit. And when you think about going green for your home improvements, do you think about your flooring? Well, bamboo floors are becoming very popular and they come from a truly sustainable resource, which makes it a very practical choice for both you and the environment. We're going to tell you more about the advancements in bamboo flooring later this hour. We're also giving away a copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. If you pick up the phone and call us right now with your home improvement question, we will send one autographed copy out to one lucky caller. The number is is one eight 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 money pit let's get to it leslie who's first kurt in north carolina is calling in with a flooring question what can we do for you today hello there i'm fixing to put down some new carpet in a couple of rooms and i've okay. never been able to wash the carpet or use a, a carpet cleaner right because of the water and because my uh, flooring under the padding of the carpet is particle board right okay and i'm the house is 37 years old and and i've with probably three different pieces of carpet on it in the past, but this time I want to try and do something about sealing that floor if I can. Well, why do you think that you can't put water on particle board? Usually the carpet cleaners push water down into the carpet but but pull it right back up again. So while the, the flooring will become damp, it's not going to get so much water that's going to be warped or cause any kind of mold growth or anything of that nature. You, you don't think that that'll be a problem then? No, not so, No, not because at all. they don't heavily saturate it. I mean, they use a cleanser. They've got super powerful vacuum cleaning machines so that all the water that they put in is almost immediately sucked right out. Yeah, it's not like you're hosing the floor down. Okay, I mean, as long as it's put on and then taken right back off, I should be okay. Right, well, the machines that's what they do, do that for you. Right. Well, I, I was concerned because I've seen, you know, the particle board, the old particle board, like that, it gets wet sponge. like that, and it expands and comes apart. And yeah, I, but that's that not going to happen from just carpet cleaning if you use the right equipment, Kurt. Okay. 
Right, go rent a machine. You'll be done before you know it. All right. Well, that's what I wanted to know. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jody in Rhode Island needs some help with the fireplace project. What can we do for you? Yes. Um, I was wondering if you have um, an easy idea regarding taking off uh, the soot from the walls so I can repaint it. Oh, soot from the walls. Sort of, it's, so it's not in any of the masonry. It's actually on the drywall? Yeah, right. Have you tried? There's a solution that you can get at the home center. It's usually in the painting aisle, and it's called TSP, which is trisodium phosphate. And that's basically like a wall cleanser. It's a prepping project that a lot of professional painters use. And if you mix it according to the directions, it it should get that right off. Because it's also, it's like a degreaser. It's a good cleanser. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Jody. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can be part of the Money Pit action. Just pick up the phone and give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week with your home repair, your home improvement, even home design question. We're here for you at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, you know the old saying, water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. Well, it's the water, water everywhere that we're worried about when it comes to severe summer storms. They can cause some pretty significant structural problems, especially with your foundation. We're going to tell you what to look for next. On the Money Pit Radio Show. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes with an advanced 100% acrylic resin to protect decks, siding, and fences from sun, rain, snow, and ice. The line offers long-lasting beauty and excellent durability. For more information, visit bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We can help you with pretty much any project that you're about to tackle. You know, wouldn't it be great when you're doing all of your home improvement projects if you had both Tom and I right there next to you being like, use that screw, don't use that. Pick up that hammer, oh, use this. Well, if you win our lucky prize this hour, you actually can. You could win a copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure and it's packed full of the same kind of great advice that we give you on the radio show here each week and we're sure that you're going to refer to it again and again and one lucky caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to get a copy so give us a call for your chance to win at one 888 Well, this summer we've already had quite a few of those really serious summer thunderstorms in my area. And when it happens, man, does the water really come down. And that heavy accumulation of water can cause house foundations to become weak and fail. Check yours carefully by looking outdoors and indoors for any signs of areas that might be cracked or bulging. If things look good for now, check it again over the next several weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, water can wash out soil under the footings that actually hold up the house and not show up as a problem until months go by after the storm. So you want to watch out for interior walls that crack or doors that are suddenly getting stuck. That could mean that the foundation has been damaged and that the house is starting to shift. If you see anything out of the ordinary, just don't think about making those repairs yourself. Call in an 
expert, like a professional home inspector, who's going to tell you what's exactly going wrong with the house and not be the person who's going to do the repair. They're just going to tell you, this is what's going on, and I recommend these actions. And then you can go ahead and get a contractor and to bid on the job. Good advice. Or you can always pick up the phone and call us at one eight 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 Money Pit, and we'll sort it out together. Leslie, who's next? All right, now we've got Dennis on the line who's calling with a heat pump issue. Tell us what's going on with it. Hi, Leslie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm having problems. That, uh, it'll cut out about every third day, and uh, all of a sudden we'll look at the temperature up to 80, 81, 82. Sometimes we can get it started again. Sometimes we can't. We had to go out and buy a portable air conditioner. Huh. Just to keep uh, us going one night. Do you have your heat pump on any kind of a green switch where it's uh, wired into the power company grid and you give them the right to... Uh, <laughs> Reduce your power usage? Yeah, basically balance the load. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that <laughs> much about it. I, My problem is I can't get out there and look at it. Hmm. And uh, I, I went out Saturday and bought another thermostat thinking that might be the problem. And uh, here they said it would just plug right back in where the old one was. Right. And now they say you got to rewire those eight little wires. So yeah, it's be hard not that for easy. me to stand there and do that. So. Well, look, this is not a job for a do-it-yourselfer. It's a job for an HVAC professional. But the one thing I would check, because when you say that the heat pump goes off at various times, many power companies across the country have what's called a green switch. And basically, generally there's a program where they offer some sort of inducement uh, to allow them to wire in this basically s- switch into the HVAC system so that in certain types of the times of the day, they can turn off the power when they need to balance the load across the entire grid. To reduce the chance of outages. Right. And if you have that, it may not be set right. So I, I think that you need to call um, an HVAC contractor, have them take a look at it, figure out what's going on. It's not a thermostat. It's it's something with the control circuit that, that's doing this, and if you got a green switch, that could be the solution. Well, it all started with a power outage, then it wouldn't come back on again. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if so. I, I think it's something with the control circuit. I just want to make sure you don't have the green switch, and uh, that'll help you get to the bottom of it. Well, that's great. I'll uh, I'll tell them for that. They did put a new capacitor in it. That did, that didn't seem to work. So maybe that's looking for the green switch. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Karen in Texas, you've got the Money Pit. What project can we help you with? Well, I uh, back in the mid-90s, they made a, a wallboard paneling that was de- decorative that kind of had like a vinyl finish with, uh, you know, sometimes it was embossed. Okay. And my question is, you know, I'm tired of it now, and, and can I paint over that, um, or would it be better to, to put... Um, like uh, sheetrock over it? Well, I mean, you can paint it. Um, you, you need to prime it. If you're going to paint it, you have to prime it. And so I would use a very good quality primer first, an oil-based primer, so that you get good adhesion of the top surface of the paint. Finish, on the other hand, is not going to be the same as if it was a wall, but it might be acceptable. So it could be an easy and expensive way to, uh, to get a new look uh, for that particular room. And also, you know, uh, the joints don't butt up. Um, very close, and so there's a gap. And, and what they did was they they would put a, a, a taping basically over that, a decorative taping. Huh. But that pulls away. So how would I cover that up? Would I use a well, putty uh, or nah, a caulk of some sort? You know, I got to tell you, if the if the walls are in that kind of condition, you may just be better off 
covering the whole thing with drywall. You don't need to use half-inch drywall. You could use uh, three-eighths. Well, I was thinking about quarter-inch. I mean, would that, because it, there's solid wood wall behind that. It's an old, old house. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could do that, too. It'd just be, The reason to say three-eighths is because it becomes a little, it's a little hard to handle those quarter-inch sheets. They're awfully floppy. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. But um, you certainly could put that up and then tape and spackle the joints, and then you'll have a really clean, obviously, new surface. Okay, okay. All right. All right, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Dave in Alabama, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have um, a crawl space that's humid, and um, I was thinking of putting down some gravel and plastic sheeting, and I was wondering whether the plastic sheeting should go on top of the gravel or below the gravel, or forego the plastic sheeting altogether. What's the purpose of the gravel? The purpose of the gravel uh, was either to protect the sheeting, or I was thinking um, to keep it drier underneath the, the plastic. Well, what, what kind of a surface do you have in the crawl space floor right now, David? Um, I just have dirt. Just dirt? And all you need to do is to put the plastic sheeting on top of the dirt. The gravel is not really necessary. What you're doing is just you're, you're basically stopping the evaporation of moisture off the soil up into the rest of the house. So what you want to do is you want to use very good quality, thick plastic sheeting. You want as few seams as possible and just lay it out there across the soil and you'll see an immediate difference. Okay. They do talk about gravel, though. You just find it doesn't help at all. It doesn't really help at all. It doesn't serve any purpose. You want to stop water from evaporating off the soil. And, and getting into the air and, and making the crawl space damp and moist. So to do that, all you need to do is to cover that surface and keep with the plastic sheets. Below it. There's, there's, no, there's no value to stone in this equation. <laughs> no value whatsoever. Okay, this is an easier project than what you were thinking. Yeah, it is. And a lot, and a lot easier on your back, too. Think about yeah. all of the money you're going to save in chiropractic visits. <laughs> all right, David, good luck with that project. Go get to it, all right? All right. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Thanks so much for calling us. Ruth in Arkansas has a question about an attic. What can we do for you today? We uh, built our house a couple of years ago, and we have a sheetrock uh, ceiling, and we failed to have an opening for an attic, and I feel like we're losing storage space. When you built your uh, roof, do you know that if it was stick built or is it built with trusses? It's trusses trusses okay and you know if they're attic trusses yes okay you know what an attic truss is ruth it has a storage it has a flat area for storage where you can uh put boards and create like a floor it's a special kind of truss oh okay well it it is flat on top i mean mm. yeah i mean All right, let me let me explain this to you it you can put an opening in by you know cutting the sheetrock uh under two of the trusses they're probably 24 inches apart and so you can cut the drywall out into the size that you need for the opening. It depends on whether you're putting a hatch or a staircase. Um, but you would cut it to fit whatever type of opening you want. But the issue is that with respect to the trusses, you can't cut any of the pieces of the trusses away because they're designed to be to work as one continuous unit. And if you cut any piece of that truss, you're going to make the roof structure weak. So you may not have storage up there, is what I'm telling you, unless you have a specially designed attic truss, which has a flat floor section sort of built into it that you can put some plywood down and some storage. If your builder did not provide an attic truss with room for storage, you're not going to be able to create it now. That attic may not be storable. Oh, 
Okay. Now, I'll have to check with my contractor for sure that put the trusses in. Good. That's a good place to start. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All right, Ruth. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. So instead of a, a traditional roof truss where you're dealing with that, say, triangular shape that's sort of supported throughout that triangular frame, you have an open box within that triangle frame? An attic truss, right. It has, not, doesn't have as many cross members. It's sort of like a framed, sort of like a big framed opening. And then the bottom cord, instead of being a two by four, might be up higher. It might be eight inches off the off, say, the drywall so that you could have room for enough insulation and still have some flooring, flooring space there. But gotcha. it's a specifically designed type of truss structure. And you can't just put a floor on a regular truss because you're going to crush the insulation that's there. Plus, you're not supposed to be loading those up. Chris in Texas is calling in with an air conditioning question. What can we do for you? Yeah, I have a problem with my air conditioning unit. I have a central air unit in my, I have a two zone in my upstairs that I don't use as often. But when I do have to turn it on, have a major leak out the exit PVC pipe that that leak that goes to the outside and just leaks all over my patio and one of my fixes is additional PVC pipe to carry that water Throw over into the yard but I'm trying to figure out how to fix the unit from doing it. Well, isn't that the condensate pipe, Tom? Like, isn't that's what it sounds like? I think it's supposed yeah, to leak. I, I believe it is, but it's just. Yeah consistently leaking i mean the water well, it's just- not actually leaking think of it as draining it's part of the plumbing system of the ac because as you cool air you dehumidify it and it pulls the moisture out it sends it down the pipe which now, is why you feel so nice in your house right so this is a good thing okay it's not a leak like a plumbing leak it's supposed to be doing that the issue is where it's dropping the condensate so your your issue is that it's dropping it on the roof where, where do you want it to go well it it, it drops it onto the covered patio all right so we need to divert it so is there a way to run the pipe somewhere else chris uh i probably could i i just i guess i'm having a hard time because the, the difference between the two units i have the main unit downstairs doesn't leak or doesn't drain the condensation like the upstairs one well i mean think about it the second floor is much more warm so you're dealing with a lot more warm air a lot more moisture in the air so it's really doing its best to pull all that moisture out so you actually feel cool i mean this is our first year with our central air conditioning system and i'm amazed i mean granted in the northeast we have had tremendously high temperatures as i imagine everybody else in this country but there is just a tremendous amount of water that comes out of our condensate pipe and i mean it's in the middle of my driveway and all i can think of is wow if this were winter i'd be slipping sliding but it won't be happening in the winter sure sure okay i i I was just worried it was a problem with the unit and because I actually had a contractor tell me that I needed to pour half bleach, half water down one of the pipes to get it to clean, clean it clear out. No, just, this is not a leak. This is condensate. That's the condensate drain. That's what it's supposed to do. So you just need to figure out a better way to run it. And, you know, there's another thing that you can do, too. If you don't want to run it outside, you could do something called a condensate pump, and that could lift it up, uh, even if you had to go sort of against gravity and find a better place to, like, pump it up across the house or something and drop it somewhere else. All right. Well, if it's supposed to be there, I'm happy with that. Thank All you. Right. Well, that's right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Sometimes when you see a pipe, it doesn't always mean it's a bad thing when mm-hmm. there's water coming out of it. I mean, my goodness, uh, ours is just putting out a tremendous amount of water consistently, but it, that means it's doing its job. Absolutely. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, what kind of floors are economical? 
environmentally friendly, durable, and look great? Well, the answer is bamboo. This is a flooring choice that is more popular than ever. We're going to have details from an expert on how to buy bamboo flooring for your home next. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you know, so many of us are thinking about going green and making green improvements to our home. But when you think about going green, do you think about flooring? Well, if you don't, you should. You know, advances in the availability and the quality of environmentally friendly bamboo hardwood floors make this a very practical choice for you and for the environment. And with us to talk about just that is Tom Sullivan, the president of Lumber Liquidators. And Tom, bamboo has really become a very popular flooring option, hasn't it? Yeah, it's very popular. It's... um We've carried it for probably about 12 years now, and um, initially thought it was just going to be a fad. You know, it was big in California when we first had stores out there, and said, you know, lots of fads start in California, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I didn't really believe it, but we started bringing it in, and it's you know three or four different types of bamboo in our top 10 uh, types of floor that are most popular. Well, I know that bamboo grows super duper fast. I mean, I've seen it run rampant in people's yards, even here in the United States, but. Is it durable because it grows so quickly, or you know, what is the strength factor to it? Uh, it's um, it's actually a grass, so it grows and just you cut it off just above the um, the root, and it will grow back just like your lawn will. It can be very strong. There's um, one thing you have to look for is get older growth bamboo and flooring. If you, if it's cut before three years, and it can it can be pretty soft. You want to get uh, older growth, which is four or five years old. That's really interesting. Now, is that something that uh, should be visible on the packaging? I mean, obviously, if you go to lumberliquidators.com, um, you can identify the types of bamboo flooring very easily there that you offer. But what if the consumer just happens to see bamboo flooring in the store? Is this something that's uh, standard, or do they really have to dig in and ask the questions? You know, they need to ask for it. it you know, some of the cheaper bamboo you'll see is um, uh, is early cut bamboo. And it's hard to, you know, some people may not know or be truthful about it, but you, you definitely want to get the older growth bamboo. And there's also a new type called strand bamboo, which is uh, bamboo that's pretty much woven um, bamboo fibers, which is b- very strong. That's interesting. Is that similar then in principle to engineered flooring where you have different layers that are laminated or is it all solid? It's similar. It, it's not solid, but it, it's it's bamboo fibers that with an adhesive or put together and it's um very hard you know harder than uh, it looks different it's not like the traditional bamboo it ha- has more of a woven look to it but interesting. Uh, interesting yeah now is it harder to install because of the you know toughness of the bamboo itself or does it install pretty much like any other laminate or engineered hardwood there are a couple different ways of installing but it's um you have the traditional nail down which we go down just like a regular hardwood flooring and then you have glue down, and we also have it in a click together, which you will, um, no glue, no nails, and it just clicks together and it floats. And so that's like an engineered bamboo. It has the top layer is bamboo, and the 
middle section is like a plywood type. We're talking to Tom Sullivan. He's the president of Lumber Liquidators and an expert in bamboo flooring. Now, Tom, with so many folks interested in uh, in green options, obviously that's spurring some of the interest in bamboo flooring, but it also is a very beautiful product that comes in a lot of colors. Talk about that a bit. Initially, we just got it in the regular natural um, and carbonized, which are the more traditional bamboo one. The natural is like a well, blonde color, and you can either get it with what they call like the knuckles showing what you think of bamboo, which... Um, like the knots on it. Yeah, kind of like a knot. And then uh, the vertical, which is thin strips. And then there's a carbonized, which is like a caramel color. It's just a little darker, like a stain on it. But, you know, these days we have it in all kinds of color, black, white, reddish, uh, hand-scraped, a wide variety of different colors. Now, Tom, does the product have to be stained or sealed uh, after application, does it come unfinished or is it always finished? No, typically the bamboo comes uh, um, all pre-finished, pre-stained and pre-finished. So you just put it down and that's it. Yeah, what about warranties on bamboo flooring? Yes, we have the um, Morningstar bamboo, which is a 30-year warranty and on the finish. And then we have a Supreme bamboo, which uh, is 15-year warranty. So typically you will have you know a warranty around there on bamboo flooring. That's great. And the flooring is so beautiful. And we all know that bamboo just grows so quickly. So it really is truly a renewable product. Yeah. And you don't disturb any of the, you know, earth. You just cut it like a like cutting your grass and it grows like crazy. Tom, how does the price of uh, bamboo hardwood flooring compare to uh, other uh, species of flooring? Uh, there's a range. Um, depending, you know, hand scraped is going to be more and the stained is going to be a little more. But it, it's similar to a uh, you know an oak hardwood flooring as far as price and it's certainly uh, just as tough if not tougher tom sullivan president of lumber liquidators thanks so much for stopping by the money pit and filling us in on the latest in bamboo flooring sure thank you very much all right up next you know tiling your kitchen counters or your backsplash it's a very popular project right now so when we come back we're going to share super easy tips to help you get that project done right the first time The Money Pit is brought to you by Generac and the Generac Automatic Standby Generator. Be protected and never worry about power outages again. Visit your favorite home improvement center or call 888-GENERAC or visit generac.com. Your home will stay on the next time the power goes out. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. We're going to give away one autographed copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure to one caller who picks up the phone and gives us a call with their home improvement question at one 888 Pit. All right, pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd love to hear what you're working on. And maybe you're considering a kitchen project, but you're suddenly realizing that kitchen makeovers can be kind of expensive. Well, here's a do-it-yourself project that you can definitely take on that's really going to boost your confidence and it's going to give your kitchen new life. So if you've got some countertops that are looking a little worse for the wear, ceramic tile is actually a great choice to redo them. And it doesn't have to end there. You can actually continue your tile up the backsplash and get a whole brand spank and new look. 
tile, it's kind of inexpensive depending on where you shop and what your budget range is. You can do it affordably or you can shoot for the stars and spend a lot. But it also can be easily installed and it's really easy to maintain. And there's actually a new product out there called um, Bandera Tile Mat Set. And it's basically like super sticky double-sided adhesive that you can put right down on the countertop and then you stick your tiles to it's also great for the backsplash tiles adhere right to it and then you can grout you know instantly so that's really a time saver and it really works fantastically well now once you've got everything tiled and grouted you want to avoid the hassles of constantly cleaning your grout so if you can and the tiles work choose a darker color because that'll just hide some of the dirt but even if you go lighter make sure that once the grout is all dried and cured that you seal the grout and if you can find a grout that has an antimicrobial additive that's going to resist mold growth. If you do those things, that grout will really stay looking clean for a long, long time. And suddenly you've got a brand spanking new kitchen. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now. Whether you're working on your kitchen, your bathroom, your basement, or any room in between, we are here to help. The number again is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Jean in North Carolina needs some help with a cleaning project. What can we do for you? Yes, ma'am. Got quite a bit of blood on my nice carpeting and uh, had a um, professional carpet cleaner in. He put a protein on. It helped, but it's still there's still blood there. Do, do we need to know why you got blood on your carpet? Should we be calling the authorities? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just fell on my nose. Oh, oh and what? That oh. bleeds so much when you I hit your you face. I hope you weren't doing a home improvement project at the same time. Um, hmm. What color is the carpet? Is it a dark color or is it super light? It's solid dark. uh, It's a nice blue, but uh, a little bit on the dark side. Okay. Hmm. Because generally a a good remover is going to be hydrogen peroxide, but that might also take the color out of the carpet. I think if you go a little bit at a time and try the hydrogen peroxide and see if it removes the blood without removing the color of the carpet, you may find that you can lighten it up a bit. Uh, I'll try it in the corner where give it a no shot. one would see it. All right, give it a shot. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit Amy in Iowa, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hi. Well, I've got uh, trees growing out of my gutters. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a first <laughs> sign that you need to clean them, Amy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I am a baby do-it-yourselfer, and I've just started listening to your show and realizing how important it is to clean out my gutters. Okay. Well, let me guess, do you have a wet basement, Amy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, it's not growing mold, it's doing that mineral deposit thing. Yeah, that- that's um, first. That's the first sign. That, that mineral deposit thing is when the water evaporates into the basement space and leaves its minerals behind. But when you get enough water, you're going to get leaks on that wall. So we got to get those gutters clean. So you're going to have to do that the hard way. Get up there, clean out all the junk that's in those gutters, um, and get them free-flowing. And then think about some sort of a gutter guard. Well, that's my problem. It has a gutter guard. Um, we have three very large maples, and it keeps the leaves out. But now all the whirly bird seeds stick in it. Okay. What kind of gutter guard is it? 
Um, it's like a screen? It's like a mesh net, but the holes are just big enough. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. just locks all of them in there, and so now it's clogging around the inner corners yeah, really those, bad. The, the mesh slows it down, but it doesn't really stop it. Because what happens is everything sort of just gets, like, mashed and mushed from, like, the weather and the weight of itself through that screen, and it still gets in there. There are louvered kinds that sort of overlap one another so that the the water kind of moves in and through but everything else washes over yeah exactly you know when you buy those mesh gutter covers they come with a hinge for a very good reason because you got to lift them up and clean the gutters out uh pretty regularly the louver type that leslie's talking about there's a lot of different brands there are do-it-yourself brands there are uh, brands that you can uh, have installed like uh what's one gutter helmet i think is one of them and, and, you know, those are more effective at keeping the whirly birds out. Okay. But keep those gutters clean. That will keep that basement dry, and we won't be hearing from you the next time it floods. And, and how often should I clean them? Like, I've never cleaned gutters before. Okay, well, we do the ours first four time, times a year. Yeah, the first time you're going to have a big project. But after that, if you stay on top of it, don't let the trees start growing in the gutter. That's way yeah. too much, Okay. <laughs> All right, Amy, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we're going to talk about mold, where it can and where it can't grow. You might be surprised. We'll have a little mold 101 that will help keep you safe after this. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we already consider you guys our friends. So why not join us on Facebook? If you want to be a fan of us on Facebook, all you need to do is text fan the money pit to fbook at 32665 right from your cell phone and you are going to be instantly added as a fan you're going to get a lot of great advice good articles good home improvement information there so sign up today and become a fan we'd love to have you and while you're online shoot us an email just like john did in california who says i hear mold will not grow on paperless drywall this is true john uh, his question, though, is will mold grow on plaster walls? Isn't plaster a masonry product and non-organic? You are correct, sir. It will not grow on plaster walls, but the problem is that most of America at this point has drywall, which is paper on top of a plaster-like surface, and it does grow on the paper. So if you have an older house with all plaster walls, mold will not grow on the plaster. Now, it could grow on the dust that sticks mm-hmm. to the plaster. And so in that way, it can kind of stick there a little bit. But even if that's the case, it's easier to clean. The paperless drywall you mentioned uh, is a good option for any new construction, especially anything below grade like a basement. Uh, It's made by Georgia Pacific. It's actually called Den's Armor. And it's made so that mold will not grow to it because mold does need an organic material to actually take root. Mm -hmm. And you know what, John? It's also great for the bathroom or even the kitchen if you're doing some work around the house. All right, we've got another one here from D.C. in Lakewood, California, who writes, I've seen droppings of the rodent variety around my garage, (laughs) and I'm a little nervous that they're going to get into my house. What can I do? Well, um, I would ask you what you keep in your garage. You know, many people, for example, keep pet food out there. Uh, Anything that's like that, the rodents can eat. So make sure that you're storing food properly. Uh, Also, make sure that you're not creating nesting zones, Mm. like, say, piled up newspaper or 
firewood around the outside of your house or anything of that nature will stop, uh, will give those rodents a place to nest. Check for small holes around the foundation. Rodents only need the space of about the size of your finger to get in. And put out some bait traps. That will actually uh, give you a place to store the bait safely, making it accessible to the rodents, but not accessible to your pets. All right, DZ, I hope that helps. And let's keep those unwanted visitors outside, okay? Well, about now, your window screens may be looking a little worse for wear. Perhaps they're getting a bit dirty. Cleaning them, though, is not that difficult. Leslie's got some tricks of the trade to do just that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. This tip is straight from the book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. We've got a list in there called 30 Under 30, which is 30 home maintenance tips that we promise will actually all take less than 30 minutes. Now, if your screens are looking a little dingy, you can actually give the screens a bath. So here's what you need to do. You want to remove all the screens. And if you have to, label them so you know exactly where they come back to. Otherwise, you're going to be with this crazy puzzle once everything is clean and dry. So once you've got all the screens off, you can go ahead and mix up some household cleaner like maybe Mr. Clean or Pine Sol or even plain old dish detergent works really well. Just don't make it too, too sudsy. And then go ahead and apply whatever cleaner you're using with a gentle brush and then rinse with a garden hose and, you know, let them dry and then reinstall. And it really is a fantastic way to just freshen up your windows because the screens do get pretty yucky over time. Now, if you're looking for some more great 30 under 30 projects, pick up a copy of My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the Money Pit, have you been looking for a little extra space in your house? Well, how about upgrading the space below grade? A finished basement adds value and gives you much needed square footage. Just make sure that you do the job right to avoid problems down the road and make sure the basements don't flood. We'll tell you exactly how to do that on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a money pit.